Bonito. Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here? Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome the rundown wrestling podcast my name is adam i'm your host sal is here what's up oh, buddy. what's going on adam <laughs> you ever uh, see this... uh you ever see rock of love nope brett michaels why the <laughs> fuck would i watch that show because it's trashy and funny <laughs> What I thought you were doing for half a second was the old, uh, do you remember uh, the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson? Did you ever yeah, watch that? The yeah. best late night show ever to air on television ever, 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 uh, ever. Mm. But <laughs> that was always his uh, his Italian impression was just, what's the coming to go? And oh that was, that's what I thought you were doing at first. Um, s- sidebar, you weren't a fan of Conan? Conan Conan's great. Okay. But Craig Ferguson... The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson didn't give a fuck about holding to the conventions of late night. Mm. He would he would bring out the person, and they would do the pre-interview shit, and he'd eventually plug the movie or whatever. But they would just have a conversation. That's nice. Though. About whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck came up, and it was fantastic. And his monologues were hilarious. He had a he had a he had a, a dancing horse that was not a real horse. He had a robot skeleton sidekick. He read one of my tweets on the air once. Oh wow! See, that's what really did it. The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson is the best late night show to ever grace our television screens, and I miss it terribly. Hey, what you drinking there? Is that Coke? Is that Cherry Coke? It's a Cherry Coke Zero. Yeah. <gasps> I used to buy Cherry Coke Zero. I can't really do soda anymore. Even if it's sugar, even if it's sugar free, it just fucks my stomach too much. Yeah, I miss soda. I, uh, <laughs> I can't stop. Um, it was it was our group that was having a discussion about the old school the Cherry old Coke, Coke logos. The old Cherry Coke. It's right. The two the, that uh, came out in the nineties, that the purple can with the swirl. Yeah, and the red and black. And the like red and black like punk. Like, I don't know alternative can or something. I it was yeah. Those were that, those were that was my fucking adolescence. Like right up through high school, that was mm-hmm. that was my cherry coke. Oh shit, those are the good old days. Although and, at one point they did come out with wild cherry Pepsi, and it was not bad. It's not the wild cherry Pepsi Zero is good. You know what I you know what I miss? Do, did you ever try the mango Pepsi? No. 
I never got a chance to try it. I remember hearing about it. The Mango Pepsi Zero was so fucking good. And I I only ever found it like in a 12 pack like once in like Target. And I it was so good and I and I it doesn't exist anymore I don't think and I'm fucking sad about it. You remember so how um, Crystal Pepsi made a comeback a couple of years ago? Except it tasted completely different than yeah. the 90s. Yeah. yeah, I was I was so excited that it came back and then I tasted it and I'm like the same it dog. This <laughs> is not the same. <laughs> do you, do you remember the SNL skit Crystal Gravy? Yes, that was so. That was good. Uh, anyway, classic nineties talk. <laughs> oh, this month has sucked ass. I don't know. Has, has this month sucked ass for you? Because this it month has, has been, sucked ass for me and for a bunch of people that I know. It's it has been a, been a very brutal, um, combative, um, delusion. <laughs> Delusionary? I don't know. It's been a fucked up month. It that really is. It's it's really been a, it's not a terrible month. Like I went to go see independent wrestling the other day. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. This How'd announcer dude was great. He even got sponsored. His name was Adam. <laughs> um, no, I went. To, yeah, it was good to get out. Good to see uh, some wrestling. Of course, uh, waiting to get into the wrestling. It was ninety five degrees, and we all had to wait in this little hallway that was the size of like. You know when you first go into church, that little spot before the actual church? Uh, good times. It felt like I was in court, actually, in that room. But <laughs> um, I had that feeling of the old uh, Woburn District Court. But anyway, uh, speaking tickets, nothing nothing major. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, no, it was fun. It was fun to get out. And uh, July is actually looking to be... A better month, at least for my stress level, because I I had a child graduate high school this month. I had another one turn 11. I had all this different stuff at the end of the year because of all their activities and all this other. It's just been very stressful. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's it's very homophobic how, how shitty this month has been. It's fucking... It's fucking Pride Month, and the universe is shitting all over everybody. Anyway. Yeah, well, you came out to Proving Ground mm-hmm. in uh, Beverly. Mm-hmm. Beverly, Mass. On Saturday. Found out when I was there that Enzo Mori was appearing in Manchester. But, you know, yeah. what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we went to Chili's. Uh, yes! So we got some fucking good food. Thank God for fun. Chili's. That was, and that was, I think, the first time I've seen you in person in, like... Four years? Six years. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it was definitely pre-pandemic. But, right? Um, no, wait a minute. I came out to a show recently. Yeah, because we ate at that little roast beef place. What was it? Oh, that was, the last, that was the last that, time you came out to Proving Ground. That was right. So it, wasn't, it hasn't been that long. It was like a year ago. Um, But yeah, no, it's good to be in person every now and then. i got to make an appearance. Uh, that being said... You know, pretty soon those tickets for WrestleMania 40 are going to go on sale. And one way or the other, folks, I promise you the rundown will be represented there one way or another. (laughs) When you say it like that. Uh, Can you imagine if we are the ones to be there when Roman loses the belt? (gasps) That would be kind of cool. 
As much as I'm still miffed about 39, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Twood. Twood. Speaking of wrestling, there's a whole shitload of wrestling we got to talk about. We do, yeah. We got... uh... We got to cover. We got to. We got to recap Forbidden Door, and by we, I mean you, because I didn't fucking watch it. That would be me. Yep. Um, we got to. We got to do our uh, Money in the Bank predictions this mm-hmm. week as well. Mm-hmm. So, and a bunch of stuff happened on TV too. I even watched yeah. NXT today, and it was good. And there was a lot to talk I have, about from it. <laughs> I have a good amount of notes this week, so we should probably dive in, shouldn't we? Now, uh, for the people who participated in our prediction poll, should we discuss Forbidden Door quickly, get out of the way? Yeah, we'll start there. We had um, had nine participants in the prediction contest, so thank you to everyone who uh, who participated there. We'll go through the whole list of names later, but I want to play a game with you first. Uh Uh, Before we start discussing the show itself, Mm. we have have ten... uh, matches on the prediction contest it was 11 but one of them got cancelled um, how many into how far into this 10 do you think we get before it's not uh, unanimous everybody got it all correct ooh Are we going all the way to the main event? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to guess 10? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm going to guess 7. 7, okay. Okay. 7, well, we'll yeah. S- 7 sounds about right. Well, we'll see how you do. Did you watch Zero Hour? Um, Actually, to be honest, <clears throat> I skimmed through it. I did watch okay. a little bit of it. There was only one Zero Hour match on the prediction poll, so... Uh, but we started with an eight-man tag team match, the Mogul Embassy... Uh, which is Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, and Toa Leona, with Prince Nana, what's my name? Hey Nana, uh, <laughs> defeat Chaos, which is Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, and Trent Freda, and El Desperado. Uh, but they're also Rapunky Vice? I don't know. I get, whatever. I'm, I'm done trying to figure it out. <laughs> I know one. Because I know Chuck and, and Trent and. I know five names out of the eight in this match, so that's probably good for something. You know Rocky Romero. That's one of the, that's one of the okay. five, my friend. <laughs> and Brian Cage. Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta. Five. Oh, Prince Nana, I guess, is six, but he wasn't, he wasn't wrestling, so. Okay. Anyway, uh, match was okay. Not special. Okay. Uh, up next, the only match in the pre-show that was on the poll, the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Women's Tournament quarterfinal match. Athena defeats Billy Starks. There was a spot in this match, which uh somewhat interesting, where Athena and Billy Starks would just sit there and exchange suplexes, like, back and forth. And it went on for far too long <laughs> it's just like oh, i guess that's that's innovative or at least something i haven't seen before um also this is my first time seeing billy stocks wrestle she's not bad she's all right she'll probably get a tbs title shot and then we'll never see her again you know <laughs> as they use as they tend to do with that belt <laughs> well i'll tell you match number one everybody yeah 
picked Athena. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's one. That's one. Uh, from there, a singles match. <laughs> El Fantasma. Wasn't that the guy on Raw in like 1994 who did the stupid magic tricks? Um, he might have been the Fantasma. Uh, defeats, defeats Stu Grayson. Poor Stu. Stu Grayson, who, by the way, I got told when he came out, he has left the Dark Order, and he is joined with, uh, Vinny from ROH, and Dutch. Because Vinny and Dutch have been a thing, I guess, for a couple years. And he's now part of their group, which is, like, the Righteous, I think? Dutch, by the way is a guy who looks exactly like Dutch Mantel did 30 years ago. And then we all know Vinny. We all love Vinny up here. Wow, this El Fantasma sucks. He doesn't even have face paint. Nope. But yeah, so He's... apparently Stu Grayson is with this group now. Who is the other guy? Who? The El Fantasma that was on fucking Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Oh, he was a complete... That might have been friggin' Salvatore Sincere for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> they had Tom Brandy doing a lot of different gimmicks back then. Harry Del Rios. Fantasio. Oh, Fantasio. See, a li little my, bit different. My bad. That's on me. <laughs> Fant Fantasio. Yeah. Anyway, next. <laughs> Del Rios made his first appearance in the World Wrestling Federation when he wrestled a dark match against Bobby Who on May 10th, 1993 episode of Monday Night Raw. Bobby Who? Bobby yes, Who? Bobby. Wait, Brock! Brock knows all about Bobby Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, anyway. Uh, sorry. Easily distracted by Fantasio. Um, Six-man tag match, Los Ingobernables de Japón. Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Shingo Takage defeat United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP. I know one of those people. Not two. You know Kyle Fletcher. Do I? I you sure you about that? <laughs> uh, you've heard the name because Troy's mentioned him in the host thread as the new one who's... Uh, banging sky blue. So. Oh, I probably thought it was a football player. <laughs> um, I like United Empire. It's as little I've seen from them, and uh, they should they should be a thing in AEW because it would be more interesting than the factions they have there now. I love that the Fantasia's Wikipedia page doesn't even have a fucking picture of him. I'm surprised he has a Wikipedia page. Kyle Fletcher, professor. God, he's ugly. Oh, yes. He was born on Christmas Eve. Wow. Kyle Fletcher is ugly. Write that down. At least that, <laughs> at least that picture of him is. Oh, he's Australian. I can't. So you're saying he's no Grayson Waller? <laughs> the, well, you know. That's a high bar to clear. That's true. All right. The actual pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, now, there was a, as we mentioned, there was a match missing from this pay-per-view, Sal. That's right. Or uh, poor Adam Cole, baby, got a cough. Given or what happened to Adam Cole last year for Ben Endure, do you really blame him for skipping this event? And now apparently his wife has a cough, too. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, we open the pay-per-view. Open the pay-per-view with the AEW world title match. Because MJF threatened to no-show it, and apparently the only way he would agree to do it is if he could be in and out of there as fast as possible because he fucking hates the people in Toronto. Oh, I thought I might have something to do with CM Punk. Okay. Uh, well, he defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi in 15 minutes and 46 seconds, and you're never going to believe it, Sal. Everybody picked MJF. That's wow. <laughs> All right. So MJF, um, classic MJF, he did his heel stuff. He, he, was, he was pretty fun during this match. He did that thing. You know how Tanahashi, I don't know if you know this, Tanahashi's gimmick is he does the air guitar, right? Um, MJF did it to mock him. So that was kind of funny. Van Mountain Rock? Oh, God. Here we go. Or Van Hammer. Which one? Uh, Van Hammer. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but Tanahashi, everybody calls him New Japan's John Cena. And it's pretty much because he been wrestling for 20 years and gets the shit kicked out of him the whole match and then fires up and hits three moves and wins. That's fine. <laughs> but, um... He looked pretty old in this match. He looked a little bit slower than he was the last time I saw him. I don't know. It was fine. Again, I thought MJF did fine, and they got 15 minutes, and it was all right. It wasn't too bad. Which is which is really the thing you want to say about the world title match on your paper. Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> uh, up next, the Owen Hart Foundation 2023 Men's Tournament quarterfinal match as CM Punk defeats Satoshi Kojima in 13 minutes and 40 seconds. And you're not going to believe it, Sal. Everybody picked CM Punk. That's three. Holy shit, I wasn't prepared for this. Now, let's peek behind the curtain a little bit. The second episode of AEW Collison aired the night before this, and they were also in Toronto. And to my surprise, Punk got, we'll call it a mixed reaction. We'll be nice and we'll call it a mixed reaction. Because there were some chance for CM Punk during that night. However... At the pay-per-view, all those people stayed home, and <laughs> he got fucking booed. Now, I get it. Everybody yeah. in Canada is a fan of Kenny. I get it. But, um, no, I think, yeah, I think this had little to do with Kenny. They just don't like Phil. So, and uh, to his credit, he played up the heel role. And actually, you know what? To be fair, this match, even though Kojima is like, I don't know, 55 years old at this point, uh, it was fun. It wasn't bad. It was actually better than the opener. And uh, But like I said, he got booed out of the fucking building. It was crazy. It was crazy. If that's the kind of reaction he gets in Toronto, just wait till they get to fucking <laughs> to L.A., to yeah. Texas. Like, forget it. Remember that Netflix show, Don't Feed Phil? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear AEW's going to try and spin that off into another reality show called Don't Cheer Phil. It'd be a success. <laughs> At least the chant, or the lack of cheering. But anyway. Yeah, it'll be fun when they go to Young Bucks territory. Uh-huh. And the little baby gets <laughs> The next baby 16 gets shows are in, are in Reseda. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, going to get yeah. shit upon, he's going to pack his shit, and he's going to leave again. Uh, and then CM Punk left so that the Bucks oh, can oh. their shit later and in two uh, matches away. 
Very quick closing note about CM Punk. He actually did something that he should have done 15 years ago, and apparently he asked his man and he wasn't allowed to. You know how he's been struggling finding gear that works for him at this age? <laughs> Came out in fight shorts. Fight shorts with the kick pads and the normal stuff, and it actually worked. I was like, okay, much better look than the tights, because he doesn't have the legs for tights. <laughs> and fight shorts. At this point, better look than the than the trunks. I thought it was actually it actually worked for him, especially because he shaved his head now. So did he uh, did he steal anything from a Bret Hart match? His new shirt is a ripoff of the Hart Foundation. And it says CMFTR. Oh, yeah, you got to look at this. <laughs> oh, people what's at home. The, what's the fucking AEW shop site? Because it's not AEWshop.com. That's probably just got a pro wrestling tease. But anyway. I mean, you could have just Googled CM Punk FTR shirt. Sure, no, it's, it's shopAEW.com. I had it backwards. Ah, got it. People what home. the fuck? <laughs> I was going to say, people at home, I will describe his reaction for you. <laughs> what the fuck? That sucks. Uh, it's not even a funny ripoff. It's a That's blatant ripoff, and it's terrible. <laughs> so for anyone who watched Monday Night Raw in like 1996, it's, and have, you remember the, the, the Hart Foundation jackets that had their name on the back with the, with the logo? It's that, except it's fucking... Why? That's so stupid. That doesn't make any goddamn... It's called... It's literally called CM Punk and FTR, The Foundation. Ugh. But you're not. And so it's... My favorite thing about this is that it's a pink triangle, which I believe signifies that they're lesbians. And then, yeah, it just says above it in the most boring block aerial font you'll ever see in your life, CMFTR, and has fucking cartoon drawings of them. Now, Jesus. if I'm correct, they are going around Canada over the next couple weeks for, for Collision, and I believe one of them might be in Calgary. How much you want to bet he still gets booed there? Oh, I guarantee you. Despite all the Bret Hart ass-kissing that he can do, he's still going to get booed out of Calgary. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. At this point, I'm expecting him to come out to the music. <laughs> and the shades. Ugh, and in this, in this cartoon, I think that's more hair than he's had in at least three years. Hmm. Anyway, holy shit, that sucks. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, international title four-way match. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeats Daniel Garcia and Katsuyori Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. in 11 minutes and 15 seconds. And I will tell you, we had a couple people pick Zack Sabre Jr. Okay, uh, so there, there you go. There, that was the first match that somebody picked different. Yep, so four match, four matches in. We had, uh, we had some difference of opinion. Uh, as everybody except uh, God's a Juggalo, and even I don't care about this shit, and I'm the MG NJPW guy, Bruno Tomas, uh, picked Zack Sabre Jr. But everybody else picked uh, Orange Cassidy. Okay, interestingly so enough, one. this was a really good match. It was fun. All four guys 
uh, they brought it. Now, it, to the point where Zack Sabre Jr. was doing his Shayna Baszler impressions of getting people's wrists behind their back and then stepping on their freaking elbow and bending the fingers back like he's Pete Dunne, and everybody in the crowd unanimously were chanting, you sick fuck, you sick fuck. So Zack Sabre Jr. getting some heat. Good for him. Um, Shibata looked good. Uh, now, if only he'd sell something. Garcia looked good. What bothered me the most was the finish because we had like a finisher parade and then Cassidy came, Cassidy slid in the ring and grabbed somebody, I think it was Zach, with a crucifix pin and that's the, that was the finish. What? <laughs> that? All right, whatever. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match Sonata with, with Dookie. Dookie uh, defeats Jack Perry with hook in 10 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, everybody but Gods of Juggalo gets a point for this one. Everybody picks Sonata except for Gods of Juggalo. They... <laughs> they have a very interesting way of doing things in AEW. <laughs> Jack lost. Jack gave him a fight, but Jack lost clean as a whistle. I heard he turned heel, and he kind of got he kind of got stomped. Like he he didn't look like he was a match for Sonata at all. So then after the match, Hook helps him up. They go to leave up the ramp. We go back to the desk, and Kevin Kelly starts talking about the Japanese announce team. But then we cut back to Hook and Jungle Boy at the entrance ramp. And he's like, wait, what's going on? Why are we cutting back? And then Jungle Boy attacks Hook. So, so, so you're saying they? Oh, it's, it's almost like they knew it was going to happen. I, I kind of think they were trying to go for like the spot in 80 like to, to trick you out. Like being like, oh, no, we're done with them. They went to the back. Let's go back to the desk. And then, oh, wait, no, it's a heel turn. Well, yeah, if you do that, you cut to you cut to the attack in the middle of the attack. You don't cut over, and then the attack starts. Yeah, they cut over, and then the attack starts. Oh, God. They're, so, they're this close. They're this close to getting it. Now, now, the funniest right, they're thing. They're this close to getting it. The funniest thing was Taz was on the call when this happened. And his reaction, I got to think they didn't tell he was like, holy shit, what the f- <laughs> And then he was pissed, and then he was like, I'm trying to be a professional. I'm trying to be a professional. But let me tell you something, Jungle Boy. You made a mistake. <laughs> Taz turned into Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Taz was pissed. Um, hilariously, Excalibur tried to ask Taz a question when Jungle Boy and Hook were coming out in the beginning of the match. And, um, Taz goes, what do you want want from me? I don't know. You're asking me for. The kid does whatever he wants. I'm walking here. (laughs) It's a good thing thing Jungle Boy's name is Jack and not Jim. Why? Because then he'd be Jim Boy? Then he'd be Jungle Jim. Jim. That just just wouldn't work at all. Uh, By the way, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons with the critic on it? Ah, vaguely. Okay. 
I had watched it recently. I know that I day. loved The Critic yes. as, a, as its own show. I watched it recently the other day, and they showed the uh, they showed Homer and Marge waiting for The Critic to come in by plane. And they're like, oh, flight number 727 coming in from New York. And the New York plane, covered in spray paint, cuts off another plane, and you hear the guy go, hey, I'm landing over here. It stinks. Oh, it's such good shit. Anyway. Ten-man tag team match. Now that CM Punk has left the building. Uh, the Elite. Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii defeat the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta, along with Kanosuke Takshida and Shota Umino Acid in 20 minutes and 29 seconds. 21 minutes and 29 seconds. <sighs> You're not going to believe this, Sal. Everyone, pick- Everybody pick the elite. Yeah, well. <sighs> For anybody who watched this show, they understand why I'm sighing right now. <laughs> Eddie Kingston didn't want to beat up his friend John Moxley. He only wanted to kick the shit out of Claudio because he hates Claudio. Always. Forever. And... Of course, Kingston and Moxley got into a face-off. They had words. They pie-faced each other. They didn't really have that much physical contact after that. But at one point later in the match, Moxley is about to get double super kicked by the Bucks, and Kingston pushes him out of the way and gets double super kicked by the Bucks. Later on, uh. Kingston is in the in the ring and Moxley comes up behind him and cracks him over the back of the head with something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you sacrificed yourself for your best friend and he don't give a shit about you. <laughs> and then after the match, Kingston was all pissed off and then like shoved the box and then left. It was so stupid. <laughs> The whole match was... Oh, and by the way, apparently, uh, Takeshka is not part of the Blackpool Combat Club because he came out uh, separate from them and then got in a fight with them in the middle of the match. So, guess we're not with him, or he's not with them. (laughs) Speaking of AEW moments that have Simpsons references, uh, flash forward to... Dynamite, I believe it was, and the match between Moxley and some old Japanese dude. And they both go to clothesline each other, and then they both collapse. And you know what popped into my head? Everybody's hugging. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the Simpsons uh, episode I thought you were talking about. It was an episode where Homer and Barney get into a fight. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to reference. AEW Women's World Title Match, Tony Storm with Ruby Soho and Soraya defeats Willow Nightingale in 10 minutes and 27 seconds. You're not going to leave us, Al. Everybody pick Tony Storm. Okay. I'm, I personally don't understand the hate for Tony Storm. I don't, I don't think too many people hate on Tony Storm, but maybe it's just... The WWE fans who who hate her for talking bad about the company when she left. Dude, Tony Storm is great. And not only is Tony Storm great, she's much better as a heel. 
she cut a promo before the match and like the the pre-match package and shit and um she's like oh you know willow nightingale everybody loves you and i can understand why you're exactly like these people you're common like, I don't know. The way she delivered it, I was like, I buy it. I like this Tony Storm better than what I've gotten so far. And the match was good. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay with Don Callis defeats Kenny Omega in 39 minutes and 50 seconds to take the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this one uh, was uh, was a split ski. I was gonna say this one was probably very diverse. Uh, we had uh, four people pick Kenny and five people pick Will. So everybody except Troy, uh, <laughs> sorry Troy Butt Toucher, uh, Fetus Rhodes, Nick H, and Doctor Glashen get a point. Nick uh, Hogan is part of our prediction poll. How about that? Apparently so. Um, uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I know I already said this to Bruno in uh, Discord, but this was my match of the night. Uh, Kenny and Osprey brought it. This was fucking amazing. Now, there are a couple caveats. Number one, this is your typical New Japan style where everything looks like it's a concussion. Everything. Um, I enjoyed... Osprey's antics during the match. He 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 actually hit Kenny with the one winged angel. I and I bought. I thought that was going to be the finish. Um. And there there was another part that Kenny got dropped right on his head. Yes, the uh, it was a uh, Tiger Driver. Tiger Driver ninety one. That's right. Which I guess everybody just puts the year they were born after the Tiger Drivers now. Apparently. Um. But Kenny, okay, here's the thing with Kenny, and I'm not defending AEW. I know that there's people that are like, oh, you're doing this for nothing pay-per-view and, and a, a fucking match that doesn't matter. First of all, it does matter because it was the United States Championship, and those two had a war over that belt at Wrestle Kingdom. So it matters for New Japan. Second of all... I ask anybody, has anybody ever seen a Kenny Omega match? He does this shit all the time. <laughs> he, he either gets dropped on his head or he, or he fucking takes somebody's lights out with a goddamn V-trigger. Like, this is Kenny Omega. This has always been his style. Oh, speaking of uh, horrible AEW merchandise, did you see that Aubrey Edwards has a t-shirt now? No! <laughs> when would I see that? It's not like she's going to wear it during the match. And it says Aubrey Edwards, and it has a 1 and 0, and then it says 1 and done, and it says undefeated. He was just stealing Michael Cole's gimmick. Gross. It's, yeah, look at this. Look at this piece. Look at this fucking shit show. I'm going to send it to you in chat. Kenny's, Kenny's, anyway, Kenny was amazing in this match. So was Osprey. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, sorry. One side it says one O-N-E and one W-O-N, and then on the other side it says one and done. What is that ripping? That's a style I've seen before. That, the way the letters are circling. Isn't it like a, I don't know, isn't it like a Mike Tyson shirt, maybe? Oh, yeah, with the, no. No. I don't know. No, it looks like the barbells in the middle, and then the cursive underneath. Either way, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I hate it. 
I hate that a referee has a shirt. Why does it say AE underneath the undefeated? Aubrey Edwards. It's her little badge. She has a logo? She has the logo. She has a fucking logo. She has the logo. All right, I'm done. (laughs) That CMFDR shirt is somehow worse. Anyways, um, cool. That was a good match. So I'm guessing you said that that was your match of the night. So if we go back, if if someone wants to go back and watch one match from Forbidden Door, it would be that one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and there were we people. Fought. There were people that would be very mad at me for not saying that the main event was the match tonight. But I don't give a shit. It's my opinion. Following that, we have a six-man tag match as Darby Allen, Sting, and Tetsuya Naito defeat Minoru Suzuki and the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society in 15 minutes and nine seconds. I am not kidding you. Okay. I texted Kogo Sean when this match was going on, and I told him. Sting looks like a cosplay of Joker Sting done by a 60-year-old man. (laughs) That's what he brought to this match. So glad that Sting is still wrestling in 2023. And if we combine Forbidden Door on Sunday with Dynamite on Wednesday... We have two terrible sting table spots <laughs> in three days. Yeah. Both of them very bad. Um, but everybody but everybody except Dr. Glashen gets a point for this match. Dr. Glashen was going to pick the JAS. By the way, speaking of the JAS, I rip on Jericho. I'd, ra- I'd rather not, but go ahead. Rightfully so, I rip on Jericho. Jericho is much better in the ring at this point than Sting. It's sad, but it's true. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how bad Sting has, has become. So, uh, on Sunday, St- excuse me, Sting took a splash from Sammy through a table at ringside. Well! And it kind of looked like <laughs> he was trying to get out of the way, like maybe he was supposed to get out of the way, but then he didn't get out of the way, and Sammy just landed whole hog on top of him. And then on Wednesday, 64-year-old Sting decided, I'm going to jump off this ladder and put Sammy, I think it was Sammy, put Sammy through a table at ringside. Except 64-year-old Sting didn't quite jump far enough. And got a face full of Sammy's knees. <laughs> and Dunn fucked himself up. So is he done? <laughs> At a guy, fucking hope so. And I saw, so, so, so the, 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 the famous Twitter account, the AEW botches Twitter account, posted a video, of course, of this, uh, this sting spot from Dynamite. And some, some jagamuffin, uh, I can't remember if it was a reply or a retweet. Said something to the effect of, Well, but he's more athletic than you'll ever be. Which completely misses the fucking point. Uh, Sting's athleticism has nothing to do with the fact that he should not be leaping off of ladders at 64 years of age. Yeah. Sting, for all you young AEW fans, people in their 20s, 
Who do- kids. kids. Who don't remember how Sting used to wrestle in the 90s. Let me tell you something, brother. He wasn't jumping off ladders. No. No, he was not. And that was in his prime. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, this shit is like watching Mick Foley in GCW. I barely remember <laughs> him coming, jumping off the top rope at any point. I, occasionally, like with Vader, he did. But, like, not not too often. Definitely not when he was in the NWO and he was with the Wolf Pack. He stopped all that shit by then. Um, yeah, I don't... It's sad. I used to love Sting. Hell, I still think his entrance isn't bad with the, you know, wind, snow, Sting, leave. That's, you know... <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. But him working is just... Like, like in the ring, like, it's just no... It's it's really slow. It's really slow. And it's really dangerous at his age. He should probably, like, not wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. 64-year-old Sting. How long before Ric Flair uh, signs a deal and gets uh, a match at Wembley? Oh, <laughs> and finally, your main event. Uh, we have nothing on the line. Brian Danielson defeats Kazuchika Okada in 27 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, 12 of those, apparently, with a broken fucking arm. Now, okay. Now. I feel feel like I I have to play devil's advocate for this, because there are a lot of people that were upset that Brian broke his arm in what they're calling a meaningless match at a, at a shared pay-per-view. Here's my problem with that. Y'all weren't saying it was a meaningless match last week. Y'all were saying that this was the biggest fucking match that AEW could put on. <laughs> and it was. It was a huge fucking deal. They both brought it. The spot that he broke his arm, it was a it was a freak thing. It wasn't like a dangerous spot. It was a fucking elbow drop. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Now, also, I think a lot of people seem to forget who Daniel Bryan is. Daniel Bryan is the same guy who, when the WWE wouldn't clear him to wrestle, he said, I will go to ROH and I will wrestle whether I am cleared or not. Why are you guys acting like this isn't exactly what Daniel Bryan wanted to do with his life? Everybody's sitting there going like, "Oh, what's AEW? They're gonna kill him. He's gonna break." He wanted this. He would have done it in Ring of Honor if Ring of Honor was still around. I mean, you know, as as opposed to AEW light, but. I don't feel bad for Daniel Bryan, and to be honest, I don't think he is upset. AEW Dark Redux. I don't think he is upset. He wants to do this. He wants to go out there and and give them give the best match on the card and go thirty minutes with Okada. I mean, hell, it was a good match until he broke his arm because then it was like, Ugh. and that's why it wasn't my match of the night. I just it was weird because you could tell like he was trying not to like move it, but um, still was able to lock in submissions and and do his Daniel Bryan stuff, so it was it was fine. And he kicked out of the fucking Okada Lariat, which big fucking deal. Only, uh, only three people p- picked Bryan Danielson on the poll. 
uh, Fetus Rhodes, myself, and Nick H. Also, how how awesome is that that Daniel Bryan can say I tapped out Kajuska Okada? So did you say Kajuska? Uh, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah, and that was Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. So tied for. Second, everybody else. No. <laughs> yeah, tied for eighth place with seven out of ten, God's Juggalo and Dr. Galashin. Tied for sixth place with eight out of ten, Troy and Bruno. Tied for second place with nine out of ten, Fetus Rhodes, Jason, Sal, and Nick H. Did you notice which name I didn't say? Yours. Ten out of ten, motherfucker. Wow. For the show I don't give a shit about. Wait a minute. Last week when you were on the show with me and Jason, you were like, I'm going to pick Danielson just so I have a chance to win. <laughs> just to be different because we, cause we picked it because we all picked the same, I think, for every everything else. Dude, your strategy worked. Congratulations. Was, Round of applause. That, that was the one that the two of you missed. Uh yeah, ten out ten out of ten, baby. I'm a ten out of ten. I'm a ten out of ten. You certainly are. <laughs> you didn't have to say that so sarcastically. <laughs> All right. SmackDown. We open SmackDown with a recap of the previous SmackDown's main event segment. And goddamn, the WWE video crew is fucking amazing. Aren't they? Because the, the recap with the fucking dramatic music and that oh, was beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, Charlie. So, <laughs> let's take it back. Let's take it back to early July, 21 years ago. Jeff Hardy had a match on Raw against The Undertaker. Booger Red version. And it was incredible. And it was a match where you thought for just maybe a second Jeff Hardy was going to win the title. Why did Jeff make me feel so goddamn old a week before my 41st birthday? <laughs> and the thing is, have I gone back and watched that match since then? No. Have I gone back and watched the highlight package that they played on SmackDown with the dramatic <laughs> music since then? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what this was. This was, oh, it was so great with the fucking, the tones and the music and the kick and the, oh, loved every minute of it. Now, do you remember where they were for SmackDown this week? They were, hold on. I literally just watched SmackDown. What the fuck? Because <laughs> I was rewatching it just because it was a week ago, and I was trying to. Rem- I don't remember when. According they were. according to the graphics, they were in Cajun Dome, Louisiana. But they were not. Not why, even close. <laughs> why? 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 Say, I don't understand why they said Cajun Dome, Louisiana, and not the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. I don't know, because the Cajun Dome is as big as a city. <laughs> it's so, it was so, it's so weird to me. 
Uh, and then we open with the Usos, and we got a fantastic promo from the Usos. Usos come out, huge reaction. Like, mm-hmm. girls crying reaction. Like, that's how that's where we're at with the story right now. Why did I think you were going to say girls gone wild reaction? Um, Jay, gets in, Jay and Jimmy get in the ring. Jay has the mic. And he goes, the bloodline! Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. And then Jimmy gives him a look like, what? And he's like, I, 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 I. The Usos are in your city! Huge, huge reaction. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. Jimmy and Jay gave me the explanation I so desperately wanted to hear. That's still their cousin. And they had no problem falling in line. They was down to fall in line. In fact, they did it for three years. And when they did it, the bloodline was on top of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. But when Roman fucked up, is when he started disrespecting Jimmy and his brother. And it, and you know what? Man, it just feels so good that we're off to the races with this. Also, Jey Uso, not one to let things go, continued to say that he blames Paul Heyman, which is perfect because Paul Heyman was the original starter of this whole Roman Reigns character. And we all know Paul Heyman to be 30 years deep a piece of shit in this business. <laughs> so it works on so many levels that they can be like, you've always been a snake in our family, and when I get my hands on you, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Like, I love it. I love that extra little dynamic that they've... They've t- <laughs> they've made Paul Heyman the, one of their targets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like Jason said last week, this is quite possibly the greatest story in wrestling history. It, I mean, for a while, I would have said Hogan Savage from four to five, right? Um, I would have said. Savage and Elizabeth at WrestleMania 7. <laughs> Elizabeth? I would have said Brett and Austin. you marry me? Because I thought the Brett-Austin rivalry was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, there is, and even Austin McMahon. But, no, there is a very good chance this will be remembered as the best storyline of all time. That being said, just to stick with the Usos... They did get their hands on Solo later on in the night. Mm-hmm. And they left him laying. We got the double splash, y'all. Which we haven't seen in a while. We have not seen that double splash in a while. And as soon as they hit the double splash and they're celebrating, we get a tight shot of Paul Heyman's face and he goes, Call Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, I, I prefer the, the call Roman Reigns from earlier in the night that led to the match that the Usos interrupted. That's true. <laughs> Which, and it took me a second to realize that was Ridge Holland. I'll throw that out there, but Ridge Holland b- bumps into Solo in the back or something. And like, watch like, where you go, watch where you're going, mate. And gets thumbed in the throat. He gets <laughs> but, thumbed in the throat and, and he acts like, um, <laughs> yeah, he acts like he got his vocal cords crushed. But that was when Paul, Paul Heyman was like, Call Roman Reigns. Like all exasperated. Yeah, and then Seamus is the one who was like, "I, what'd you do to my boy Ridgey? 
<laughs> Somehow your accents get worse every week, and I don't know how that's possible. Because uh, they're unrehearsed, that's why. <laughs> right off the cuff, all spontaneity. Hi, Moose. Hi, pretty kitty. <laughs> He's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what else did we get here? What else happened on SmackDown? Well, um, did did we did we give up on that L.A. Knight Rick Boogs feud, or did I miss something? No, we're done with it. We, we just, it just ignored it. It, didn't it just disappeared. Okay. All right. I did enjoy the match between L.A. Knight and Rey Mysterio. I thought that was a that very was entertaining good. affair. A good a good victory for L.A. Knight leading into very good victory for the LA latter Knight. match. But why does everyone go after Ray's mask? Because they're a heel, it's, and it's, it's so heat. cliche. It's so cliche at this point. I know. Yeah, they do it a Penta in AEW too. But anyway, um, yeah, no, LA Knight is 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 ready for Money in the Bank. He had a promo. I don't know if it was on Raw this week or Raw last week, but um, everybody else was was out in the ring, the Money in the Bank participants, and he ran them all down, and then he was like. You know, that was this week. Yeah, and he was like, um, I'm going to be winning that case on Sunday, on Saturday. And you got everybody saying it. And then the whole crowd went, L.A. Night. And he went, yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's working. It's working, and it's naturally working. Although, if he doesn't win the case, then we're kind of back at square one. Although, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe if Riddle wins the belt, those two can have a few. Oh, that would be a fun feud, huh? Matt Riddle and L.A. Knight for the IC title. Mm. I'd be down for that. Uh, we uh, we unified the women's tag team titles. Okay. First of all, credit so, to... So shocked at how that match turned out. Fair. But credit to Isla Dawn and um, Alba Fire. They put on a really good match. And that's not easy to do with the fucking lazy-ass queen of spades and the shooter herself, Ronda Rousey. But um, I, I actually thought they had a good showing. But yes, we unified the belts, and then Ronda decided to get all derogatory and talk Spanish at Raquel Gonzalez, because she thought she was cool. And then Raquel's like, who, you know, I want to... Who could have... Uh-uh, no. No, no. Mm. She did not say I. Who could have seen this return coming with how fucking overhandedly heavily Raquel enunciated the word we when she said, we never lost those belts. Are you kidding me? They double down. Because <laughs> yeah. Shayna goes, what do you what mean, do you we? <laughs> I only see you. <laughs> Who's this we? Watch me. And then so, Liv comes back. I'm, yay, I'm Liv so, Morgan's I'm, back. Yay, Liv Morgan's back, but that was so fucking stupid. Oh, it was bad. It was like... <sighs> I guess Liv Wee. Morgan's coming out. For a second, I thought Aaliyah was coming out, and I was like, oof, that's not good. Shayna will break her in half. <laughs> <clears throat> to be fair, at this point, with Raquel Gonzalez, we could meet a lot of people. She's had like seven tag partners. <laughs> Could have been fucking Shotzi. I mean, 
But yes, we never lost those titles does obviously indicate it's Liv. And Liv is back, baby! And um, hopefully her and Nicole take the titles back at SummerSlam or something. Because they don't have the match at Money in the Bank, right? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! <laughs> Not the Duma. I don't want to look. I don't want to look at the prediction poll because I don't want to spoil myself for the uh, whatever whatever Troy has planned for us there. So I was gonna say WWE.com probably get the Money in the Bank rundown. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. All right, then it's not booked. I wouldn't be surprised. I, if I, only, I only see four matches on here, but anyway. Anyway, anything else from SmackDown? Uh, we had uh, the pretty deadly on the Grayson Waller effect, which led to a, uh, a match against uh, the Street Profits, which pretty deadly won and earned themselves a tag title shot against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn next week. No, no. Mm-mm. Oh, they already—that's right. They already won. The, they already had the tag title shot from winning the thing we talked about. The thing we talked about before. That's right. Which they nicely bragged. Uh, we beat all five teams. Yeah, of course, right. they didn't. Um, uh, Elton Elton Prince has stopped shaving his chest. It's giving uh, mid '90s Shawn Michaels vibes, and I'm here for it. I like these guys on the Grayson Wall effect, except for one thing that bothered me. Um, you're you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? I've seen some of the movies. Okay. So, you know the Hulk, the big green dude? <laughs> right? Yes. What's his uh What's his uh his his normal person name? David Banner. It's Bruce, but that's Bruce, okay. that's right. David Banner was the <laughs> David David Banner was the TV series, that's right. Yes, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, thank which you. Which apparently is also the same thing that Americans don't have. They don't have any banner. They were trying to say banter. Grayson Waller and Elton and Kip were trying to say banter, and it came off as banner. They don't have any banner. What are they, minions? <laughs> um, but anyway. No, good segment. Glad the Street Profits came out. Good match, but... Montez looked good in that mesh crop top thing. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. How do and then we he's, feel? And about, then it worked. And then it worked into the finish, which I enjoyed. That's fine. But how do we feel about Montez Ford? I don't know. Kind of running down pretty deadly in a homophobic way. That's what I took from it. <laughs> it had very. Um, I don't remember what he said. So. More of what he said was more of his actions. Like he changed ah. his voice when he was. It was just. Mm, it was a vibe I wasn't there for. Not in 2023. But anyway. Um, and yeah, and then he put on the. The I will say I the, the bralette. I think they were calling it. Yes. Um, Wade Barrett during these pretty deadly matches become my favorite thing. He says to Michael Cole. Without a hint of irony in his voice, he's like, Michael Cole, you know that British people are the sexiest people on earth. We're the best looking. 
We win all the contests. <laughs> it's so bad. And he was like, look at this face. You're telling me I'm not the sexiest? And of course, he's got the broken nose. It's hilarious. It's absolutely face. So now was so now Wade Barrett's Brock Lesnar? No, Brock. Who's, look at that face! Who's still? Who, who's also Aaron Neville? Now that he's a show him. Uh, my, my last note from SmackDown: Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans. Yawn. She beat her pretty quick. Thank God. Y'all should be happy. Lacey is nothing but a glorified jobber at this point. She's got a sparkly cobra on her hat. She's really uh, fucking ripping off uh, fucking Sergeant Slaughter in the worst way. Yeah, but it's not working, and it's not getting over, and she's going to be relegated to main event. I mean, it is right. what it is. And then I don't have to see her. Yay! <laughs> uh, anything else from SmackDown? Do you want to talk a bit? Um, nothing I can think of. Really, nothing much. Other, I mean, the Usos stole the night, obviously, and then I enjoyed the tag title match, even though I, the winner was blatantly obvious. I'm glad Liv's back, even though that was think, also blatantly obvious. Do you think Pretty Deadly win the titles next week? I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. They don't. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do not need the titles. Right. And I think they would they would help Pretty Deadly at this point way more than being on uh, Kevin Owens the same saying. In fact, when Pretty Deadly win the belts would be the perfect time to introduce a new belt design. I also like that. Uh, I also like that they're like, this is our favorite talk show. It's so much better than the, Ke- than the KO show. <laughs> um, now, I'm not saying Speaking that- of Grayson Waller, uh, because we touched on it last week, uh, it, it turns out that the reason he hasn't been wrestling, he's only been talking show is because he has an injury yes. that he suffered he in his last match. In his last match in NXT. And which I, we talked about during that match because we when, when we covered that takeover, which isn't a takeover, but because both of us were like, was that supposed to be the finish? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so this goes all the way back to that to that match in NXT. And meanwhile, I was very calmly trying to say that to Jason last week, who was like, nah, I don't think so. No, no, they're just not using them. No, no, they just wrote now. He's just terrible. He's just a talk show host guy now. No, it's just Uh, stupid. I'm like, dude. He's going to yell at you so much. But it's the truth, though. I had said this. I think he might be hurt. What if he's hurt? And instead, all we got was, well, why is he wrestling? Well, now we know. From the horse's mouth, he's hurt. Okay, that's why he's not wrestling. I feel vindicated. Thank you, Grayson Waller. <laughs> Nothing to do with Trish. Thank you, Grayson Waller. We'll talk about Ooh. Trish in a little bit. Before we get to Raw, though, mm. uh, you had mentioned that you watched someone play Fight Forever. Yes, I did. Fight eventually on, on the Twitch. So, uh, how'd that go? Alright, well, uh, one of my favorite streamers, who loves wrestling games and fighting games, uh, was playing Fight Forever last night. And I was like, alright, I'll take a look. Um, I didn't realize that this guy was an AEW stan, but it sure seemed that way a little bit. Which is fine, you know, sometimes you find out people are 
stands for AEW, and you just don't watch them as much anymore. <laughs> um, but the game itself, I get what they were going for. The, the The life bar is the same thing they used in No Mercy with the red. You know, when it's bright red, you get your special. And when it's, like, green, it's normal. And when it gets all the way down to, like, little and blue, it's like you're about to get pinned. So, yeah, that's the same. You could tell, like, the... The, where the ramp is and where the camera is, that's kind of the same as No Mercy. I get the idea that they were going for. To me, it still looks kind of janky. So it just feels like it, it... Like, don't give me that bullshit that you're going for a retro look so we're gonna purposely not include frames. <laughs> like, no game in 2023 that took this long to come out should be dropping fucking iframe. Come on, people. What is this? Bush League shit? Like And the developer of the game is has not been good since the nineties. So I I don't I still don't think it's a good game. It's just but there are there are aspects of it that are not terrible. Um I even saw a couple As of the I, finishers. A couple of the finishers look cool. Can I have said cool. I if 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 I happen to get a copy of it, like if I win a fucking contest or something, I'm not going to buy the game. No. If it comes into my possession, I will play it. But I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to pay for it. Uh, AEW dropped on their Twitter or, or AEW Games, one of the two, uh, earlier this afternoon, dropped a bunch of codes for each platform for for market marketplace codes to to download the game. Uh, I think it was 10 codes per platform. Um, sadly, I was working at 1.32 in the afternoon when they came, when they when those images dropped, so I was not able to redeem any of those. Um, there, are so, there are some Twitter accounts that are doing, retweet this and comment with your favorite game, and, we'll, and you could win a copy. I think it's, that might have been Fightful, actually. Um, the reviews are not great. The reviews are middling. Uh, Open Critic gave it a 65%. IGN gave it a 6 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 6 out of 10. Um, whereas Game, Game Informer gave it, this is on the PS5, gave it a 6.25. Uh, Inverse, which is a site I've never heard of, uh, gave it a 4 out of 10. Uh, with the, the opening line of their review says, I'm 15 minutes deep into a world championship match and I'm about to pull my hair out. So that's the thing. I, I don't have any experience in the actual controls of this particular game. Um, visually, I would say 6 out of 10. I think that's about right with what everybody else is saying. Um, and I, I, I don't anticipate that I will ever play it because... Like you said, I'm not paying for it, and I probably don't give a shit to emulate it, so... Forbes gave it a 7 out of 10. <sighs> that's probably because Tony Khan gave him a bunch of money. Uh, that's another thing you'll notice. Is that uh, the aggregator sites are giving it very middling scores. But uh, people who seem to have early access to the game to, to play it on Twitch... Are, are raving about it. Well, 
you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> uh, it's got a three out of five from PC Magazine. It's got a three and a half out of five from Games Radar. The current uh, audience rating summary on Google is a 2.9 out of five. Ouch. You know, if Tony Khan wanted to sponsor this show and give us a bunch of money, I would <laughs> I would tell you all the amazing things about the game. Like Kenny in the Box. Like that's pretty much it. <laughs> and also as a as a thank you to the to the PC community for having to wait an extra day. Uh AEW went and put it uh, 13% off on the Steam store. Which is such a weird percentage to choose. 13% I off on the I believe, and which my puts math the, might be a little bit incorrect, but I believe which, that's $10 off. Which puts the standard version still at $50, and the deluxe version, or whatever it's called, still at $60 or whatever so it 60 was. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's about 10 bucks off. So why didn't they just say 10 bucks off? <laughs> whatever. 13%. What is it? Ta- anyway. Yeah, there's still, I mean, there are glitches, but I mean, that's normal it's, these it, days. Okay, it is, not, up, it is not backstage assault, okay? It's <laughs> not as bad as backstage assault. It's just okay. That's the problem. It is just okay. If I had to choose, if I, if I put them side by side and I could play 2K23 or I could play Fight Forever... I'm going to choose 2K23 every time because it's got better moves, it's got better graphics, it's got better control, It's and you could just tell. No, Sal, you can't compare them because they're different things. Okay, you know what? Why are you comparing them? I'll tell you this, too. Why would you just say that this better game is better? uh, Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, com- I'll compare it to what it should be compared to. No mercy blows it out of the water in every sense of the word. <laughs> so yeah, okay. But but if you like, were gifted a bunch of games. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, somebody handed you a stack of games. Maybe you'd play it like eventually. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants to buy this for me on Switch, I'll give you my mailing address. I don't care. Um, it is my birthday next week. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, something else. Um, oh, something we didn't talk about from uh, uh, AEW Butt Sex, too. Um, Brian Danielson had a uh, ha- 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 he, ha- he had a special song. He, yes. He done, he done did have a special song. He came out to the final countdown. Ba-da-da-da-da. Which was awesome. And don't quote me on this, but I believe that's what he came out to when he was in ROH, like 15 years ago. ROH or Japan, one of the two. Okay, maybe. Uh, right. So it was definitely an old song of his, just I don't know from which era. But And apparently it cost Tony Khan a lot of money. Oh, good. <laughs> to license it for one night. You know what? Danielson should be costing Tony Khan a lot of money, okay? He wanted him. He's going to fucking pay for him. I feel no sympathy for Tony Khan. Now, is Tony Khan an idiot for spending all that money on one song for one night? Oh, well. (laughs) It's Tony Khan. I don't think he's going to cry about it. I feel like he's got enough 
to <laughs> to afford it. So. And by the way, how many viewers did the second uh, episode of Colossan get? Uh, like five hundred thousand. Five. It was like five hundred forty-five thousand. Yeah, it was low, and you After know what? Getting eight hundred twenty-six thousand. Okay, we knew it was going to fall off, but also you didn't give me anything in the second episode. Well, you didn't promote anything. I will say the Andrade match, of course, was good. It was Andrade versus Brody King. I enjoyed it, but you promoted an eight-man tag that was a ripoff of the six-man tag you gave us in the first episode. <laughs> so. If you're not going to try, why are we going to watch? Just saying. All right, moving on to Raw. My, my first note, Dom is such a shitbag, and I love it. He is. He gets the best heat because people just don't let him talk. And now it's a thing that he... Not only does he play into it, but they play into it, so now he just never talks. <laughs> he just spends 20 minutes getting booed. when the. <laughs> but um, Dom, no, Dom is playing his role very well. And, of course, we're all thinking... And, by the way, after the Dom segment of this week, I looked up uh, SummerSlam's date. And, lo and behold, SummerSlam is at the beginning of August. So, yes... We are going to get Cody versus Brock 3 at SummerSlam. I'm calling my shot. That's absolutely where they're I don't going think, next. I don't think anybody doubted, doubted that. Um, why, does, why does it being early August matter? Well, because I was like, are they going to stretch out this Dom program? Like, if they had another pay-per-view, like, in between? And I was like, oh, no, no, never mind. Um, they're not... This is the July pay per view. Yeah, and then but of course it is. <laughs> you say of course it is, but like typically they would be one in between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, like a battleground or something like that. <laughs> he goes anyway. Um, yeah, Dawn was great. Rhea was great. Rhea kicked the shit out of Natalia again. <laughs> Yay! <clears throat> I have a note on that. <laughs> yeah. No one can take said, away my accomplishments from me. No one. Natty. Natty, look. look square up with me here, Natty. I want to tell you that I, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time on the flagship show to to openly and candidly uh, talk to us about uh, about your mental struggles. And I think uh, I think the best thing for you uh, would maybe be to take some time off to uh, collect your thoughts and um, just take care of yourself. Um, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there I'm thinking I don't know 20 years maybe 30 maybe just however long you need however long you need don't come back plus Natty your sister's making bank over there on OnlyFans and you've been on her sh on her site and you've been on her YouTube and you try to make sure that the WWE doesn't see just go do your thing with your sister 
You know, it's like it's like the acclaimed scissor me, scissor me, daddy ass. Like just go for it, Natty. And stay the fuck away from wrestling. I was having a very frank discussion about mental health and you had to come in with scissor me daddy ass, yep. really. It's it's Nat it's an Italian nightheart. <laughs> also you dumb shit. Scissor me natty ass is right fucking there. Damn it. Damn it. Fucking moron. Ooh, but I'm editing. So I'm going to edit all of this out, and we're going to go with scissor me, natty ass. I said it first. <laughs> and uh, I think both of us know you're not editing anything out. Uh, <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Shinsuke versus Ricochet. I thought it was a really fun match. I don't know why Bronson Reed had to be there, but he was. And he got kicked, and he got kicked out. But, he was um, so mad. He was so upset when he got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed that they're, they've been showcasing Shinsuke on Raw. Um, obviously, they've been showcasing Ricochet. This is all just fodder for Money in the Bank at this point, which is fine. You have the participants face each other. Uh, let's talk about all the amazingness that Imperium brought to Raw this week. <laughs> First of all, we're backstage with uh, bro. <laughs> Matt Riddle and Byron Saxton. And Matt Riddle gets jumped again by Gunther and gets his leg broke again by Gunther. <laughs> but he's got, he's got himself his Intercontinental title match and he didn't even need to win the briefcase to do it. That's true. So I am looking forward to that match. Now, a little bit later, we're backstage with with Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn show up. And the How do you like The first thing that Ludwig Kaiser says throws me so off guard. I was not expecting Ludwig Kaiser to go, keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, he's thugging now? Like, <laughs> Kevin how, do o- like how do you like it when people just show up? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn show up. Kevin Owens was on fucking fire. He was this amazing. amazing. <laughs> how do you like it when people interrupt you? So, um, Kaiser's like, why are you even here? He's like, I'll tell you why I'm here. There's a reason why we're here. Why are we here? <laughs> He's like, we're here for our friend, and we're here for what they did to Matt Riddle. And Owens goes, we're here for Matt, I don't even like Matt Riddle. What? Do we care? We care? We care. We care. How dare you do that to Matt Riddle? No, 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 no. The <laughs> quote was, how could you do that to Matt Riddle and, and his, his ankle? <laughs> and his ankle. And there was a pause that was so perfect between the words Matt Riddle and his angle. <laughs> like he had forgotten that and then had just remembered it. <laughs> then, oh, God. amidst all of these shenanigans, Sammy claps the tag titles in Gunther's face. <laughs> yep. And what did he say? Oh, my God. He said something that was so fucking perfect. Was it a, you have a friend or something like that? Or? I don't, I, 
Um, I don't know, but Owens then just does it after Sammy leaves, and he says the same line. Uh, The the other quote that I wrote down was, You think you taught me something? I learned nothing! And then Sammy's trying to come down, he's like, I didn't! I didn't learn anything! I learned nothing! (laughs) It's very, it's very SNL. Okay? It's, It's like Will Ferrell SNL. That's what I'm getting, these vibes. It's amazing. Wait, would that make Sammy Zayn Jimmy Fallon? Possibly. <laughs> uh, seeing Kevin in Seth's shirt, which why is Kevin Owens wearing a Seth Rollins t-shirt? But seeing Kevin in Seth's Seth, wait, that's a hard phrase to say. Seeing Kevin in Seth's shirt uh, reminded me that I I like the new Seth Rollins logo. I agree. They took the S. They took the S and the R that were separated, and they 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 mushed them together. So mm-hmm. they're all one. They're all one thing now, and it's cleaner. I dig it. I like it. I do dig it. There was a another backstage promo that didn't make it to to Raw live, but got retweeted out afterwards by the WWE account, where Becky Lynch is in the back climbing a ladder, and Kevin Owens shows up, and and she, he's like, "Oh, so you're trading for Money in the Bank?" And she's like, "Yeah, here, here, grab my foot, like." like they would do in a ladder match. He's like, no, 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 not doing that this time. He's like, I'll tell you what, though, I'll get up on the ladder with you and we can we can simulate a fight again. <laughs> this was on the WWE Twitter. And he's like, yeah, and you can hit me and I'll hit you. And uh, he's like, maybe a headbutt. He's like, oh, I really like it up here. It's really nice. And she does the fucking Three Stooges double poke in the eye. <laughs> so he falls off the ladder one step and he goes, oh, oh, why would you do that? Why would you do that to my eyes? <laughs> she's like, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for something. Uh, Becky Lynch, the guest on After the Bell last week, and another fabulous uh, interview. What did she have to say? Uh, she talked about uh, being a mom, and uh, she talked about postpartum depression, which was nice. Oh, okay. Uh, talked about... Being in every women's Money in the Bank match without having ever won a women's Money in the Bank match. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Talked about she and she and Corey talked about Death Day for a bit uh, and being back in uh, NXT way back when. So it's good stuff. She Very good stuff. Scorched Rhea this week, and I wasn't expecting it because they ran into each other backstage on Raw. And Rhea goes, if you even think about winning money in the bank and cashing in on me, it will be the last thing you ever do. And Becky, without missing a beat, goes, you know, it's funny. When I had the title, it was main eventing every (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. I was like, ooh, ah, ugh. (laughs) She's not wrong. Uh, speaking of, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, I, I enjoyed the Finn and Seth segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the fella in the crowd who yelled, you're a clown during the, during the Seth Rollins sing-along. <laughs> <laughs> Popped the shit out of me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but I thought Finn's promo was great. Uh, talking about how when he had to give up the title, Seth Rollins showed up and laughed at him. You laughed at me. Seth's like, of course I did. 
So I, yeah, good stuff. Bringing back that history and all that. I enjoyed that. Um, do you realize they actually put a thought in my mind during during that promo? Like, what if Finn did win? Like, mm. It was good. It's it, that's, possible. That's how <clears throat> much time they've put into to this feud now. Now it feels legit that it's a... Well, I mean, the whole thing. The, the stomps off the stage, like the three stomps to the ribs, the attack on NXT. This whole collective has been good storytelling leading yeah. into this match. Yep, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, Ch- uh, Tommaso Ciampa had a backstage promo. Yes. Where he said he was surprised that, the, or at least he seemed surprised that the Miz didn't even call him once while he was out injured. To which I say, why would you be surprised at that? Corey stuck up for the Miz and was like, you know, the Miz is a very busy A-lister doing A-lister things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, then I, um, I and- enjoyed that because because it, it made sense that they would have a match this week, but we don't want to give that away this quick. So we have a non-match where. Champa just gets his shit kicked in. Miz jumps him on the way to the ring and leaves him laying. It was good. Very good. Now, they're not scheduled to fight at Money in the Bank, right? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. And we're not typically used to WWE promoting last minute, so I'm assuming that stays yeah. that way. Uh, uh, then, we got the, uh, then we got all the women's Money in the Bank folks in the ring all at once. Hmm. Everybody had something to say except for Becky, who just wanted uh, to punch Trish in the face. My only note here is, so Troy, what did EO actually say? Uh. <laughs> uh, there was a Valhalla promo before that, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't anything. It wasn't. No, Chad, Chad Gable's interview later with Maxine um, <laughs> and Otis was much better. Oh, but we need to mention during the Seth and Finn bit that Carmelo Hayes was in the audience. Yes. And saved Seth from another beatdown. Grabbed the chair. Grabbed the chair out of Finn's hand. They really whipped that Carmelo Hayes video package up right quick for that match, for that that main event. I Uh, mean, I don't know about you, but I I got vibes like when Undertaker grabbed the chair away from Jake. Like, that's how fucking... <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Are you being sarcastic right now? No. Um only because I'm a homer, but like I thought it was so cool that Carmelo Hayes was on Raw and he's interfering in the main event program. Like, holy shit. Like and I thought he had a good match against Finn. It was a quick match. It wasn't like a twenty minute match, but it was enough that he got to showcase and it was enough to get a reaction from a crowd that I would say more than 60% didn't know who he was. Do you know what I mean? Other than, like, hearing his name. Um, but they they were reacting to him by the end, and I liked that. Oh, yeah. It's too bad he got buried. Please. <laughs> yeah, he got buried, as Troy put it in our text message. So I was wondering, where were the... Uh, where were the strawberries and the blueberries and everything else? Uh, you got buried, right? So. He got he got buried by being featured in the main event on Raw mm-hmm. against a guy like Finn Balor. <laughs> Finn fuck Balor, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, and Sammy, uh, Sammy and Gunther had a match, and it was quite, uh, it was quite good as well. Sammy and Gunther had a match, and KO was on commentary during the match. And then, speaking of people blowing surprises, um, Giovanni Vinci comes out on crutches, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna, he's not really hurt, and he's gonna use those crutches to try to interfere, and that's exactly what he did. You smarty pants. And so Giovanni Vinci's back, but then Matt Riddle came out and saved Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, so now Kevin Owens has to be friends with Sami Zayn. I mean, Matt Riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Do we care? Okay. (laughs) We care? Do we care? We care. How could you do that? (laughs) How could you do that to Matt Riddle? And And his his ankle. ankle. (laughs) Told you. It was the funniest fucking shit I'd seen on Raw. I was dying. Yeah, you te- you texted me like, I'm like, have you watched Raw yet? You're like, I haven't watched on anything like, t- on like Tuesday, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay, when I watched, you watch Raw, you need to let me know because there's a we, fucking segment. But be- peek behind the curtain here. We were gonna record last night, but something came up, uh, so we couldn't. So we're recording on Thursday instead. And I literally watched seven hours of WWE programming yesterday, but I got it all in. I got it all in. That's right. Uh, Anything else from Raw before we move on to NXT? Um, anything else from Monday Night Raw? Priest had a match against Cody, right? No, that yes. was the week before. Or was no, it this week? That was this week. That was this week. I'm pro- I, you know what? Let's do it. Raw results. Let's go. Hold on. Let's see who can get it first. Who can find it first? Who can find it first? Okay, final Dominic Mysterio to address Cody Rhodes. Cody, uh, oh, that yes, that was the main event. Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest was the main yes, event. Not from yes, Dallas, yes, Carmella, yes, yes, my yes. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, I just I saw Carmelo and just stopped taking notes. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, that that was a really good match. Priest continues to to oh. more than hold his own against main event talent. Speaking of the speaking of the judgment day, we forgot to we forgot to talk about Dom's training match, where he got to name his own opponent, and it was Akira Tozawa. Again, WWE did a terrible job of telegraphing things a little too much this week between the live return and uh, and this. I knew. Immediately, when Rhea said backstage he'll pick his own opponent, that it was going to be Tazawa. I was like, oh, it's Tazawa. <laughs> Who's smaller than Dom that's on the roster? Tazawa. <sighs> Who, who's smaller than Dom Dom? <laughs> uh, Rhonda did fight Raquel in a one on one, but. Um, Liv and Baszler got into it on the outside, so Rousey got a quick pin off of Raquel. But it was it was like two minutes. It was really fucking nothing. Yeah. I oh, that's right. That was when I uh, that was when I uh, went pissed. That's why I don't remember that happening. Mm. All right, Gold Rush Night Two. Gold Rush Night Two. Uh, it made good sense to open with the uh, women's title match because I don't think anybody thought Thea Hale was was t- 
taking the the NXT Women's Championship off of uh, Tiffany Stratton. Um, that being said, Thea Hale put in fucking oh for sure no match of her career very very, very enjoyable. Um, but Drew Drew Gulak, uh and Charlie Dempsey. turns his back on the uh, on Chase U. Well, uh, no, 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 no. He cost her the like, match, oh. Sal. <laughs> okay. They cost her the match inadvertently because first, Charlie Dempsey tried to pull the rope away from Tiffany Stratton so she couldn't reach it. But then Theo was like, no, don't do that. I don't want to win like that. And then Gulak got into it the ref. And then fucking... As um, Tiffany was tapping out. Yes. She Tiffy tapped. She tiffy-tapped, and the ref didn't see it because Gulak was arguing with the ref, to which point then uh, Duke pulls Gulak down off the apron, and Thea Hale didn't get hit by anybody. She wasn't in a physical altercation with Gulak or Charlie Dempsey, but she damn got that deer in the headlights look and got rolled up. So I wouldn't say they cost her the match. It's not like they fucking spray-painted her eyes or something, but uh, they definitely were distracting enough that Thea got pinned. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. But. But. Who should make his grand return? Well, you know, Duke had an issue with with uh, Gulak. And Costing Dempsey Thea cost- the match interfering and being a distraction so he had he took it up with them in the ring and they decided to kick the shit out of him but uh, did somebody say andre chase because here he comes running down the ring charging down the ring the grand return i heard people in that in that full sail crowd scream like it was fucking Shawn michaels in 1991 (laughs) (laughs) it was so excited that andre chase was back and they both did the uh, homage to Dusty with the bionic elbows and the chase you. With it. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we, got a ba- we got a backstage segment from last week of Dana Brooke in the medical room. And someone, some, some chick comes in. I, don't, I didn't catch her fucking name because I don't care. But, goddamn, this was fucking terrible. Neither neither Dana Brooke or What's Her Tits can act their way out of a wet paper bag. This was fucking terrible. But Dana Brooke was so happy that this girl came and said that. And when she's done with her knee injury, they'll have to have a match so she can teach her a thing or two. It's great that you're also in gymnastics. And that's where I came from. And we can have a match together when I am back in the ring. What if Natalia and Dana Brooke fought each other in a Taipei death match? Loser leaves town. I wouldn't hate it. As long as they both lose. Have you ever seen a Taipei death match? No. Wait, Dana Brooke versus re- sorry, Dana Brooke versus who? Natalia. Okay, yeah, no, no, they can both lose. They they wrap their, you know, how they wrap their wrists. Oh, is that the, the, tape. the tape in the glass? In the glass, yes. Not that I want to see it. I'm not like some sadist or anything like that. 
I just want those two to do everything they possibly can so that neither one of them can wrestle again. Not that I want to see it. I just want to see it. Is the <laughs> argument that you just made. Anything to get them off my TV, uh, right? And by the way, Dana got hurt. Why is she on my TV? That's unnecessary. <laughs> that could have been a tweet. Thank okay? you, Cora. <laughs> uh, speaking of matches where everyone knows the outcome, and Ophian Blade versus Gallus for the tag titles. I like Malik Blade. But he's yeah, certainly, he's certainly win. the more interesting of the two. Yep, there it is. Yeah, but sadly, uh, we knew Gals was going to win. So, <laughs> Hilariously enough, though, before the match, Wolfgang looked a little bit concerned as he was talking to to Mark Coffey in the back, going, oh, where's Joe? And he's like, don't worry about where Joe is. Joe's handling business. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Go on. Yeah, <laughs> at one point, I don't remember which of them it was, but someone tried to jump off of Mark Coffey's back, and it did not work at all. Uh, but Wolfgang sold it anyways, which was nice of him. Um, then, uh, then Stax, Stax helps Gallus retain, uh, retain the titles and we'll learn more about that. Uh, mm. I believe someone on this show said that I have that note. Okay. I have that note. We'll get to we'll, it in the we'll, next we'll couple of seconds. When we get to the, the other part of it. Oh, sorry, I had a note here, and I couldn't remember what the fuck it was about. Uh, we had a backstage segment with the metaphor, mm. which I enjoyed. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell getting yelled at every time she mentioned that Noam Dar lost the Heritage Cup. Well, first of all, Mackenzie Mitchell brings up the Heritage Cup, which Noam quickly tells her, I am not ready to talk about that. <laughs> so what does Mackenzie Mitchell do? She continues to bring it up. Yep. To which, after... At the end, Lash Legend's like, "You are terrible." No, that was that was Noam. That was the last thing Noam no, said before he walked off screen. You are terrible. You're a terrible interviewer, or something like that. Oh, but, that's right. That's what he said. But Lash did did say something to her before. My that question uh, is, when did was it? When the hell did what's his nuts get an, get an accent? Um, oh, uh, Orzo uh, Mensa. <laughs> Orzo, yes, Orzo Mensa. No. Not Orzo. Famous pasta it? magnate, Orzo Mensa. <laughs> He's a pasta genius. What is his first name? Oro. Oro. I'm sorry. I added a letter. Forgive me. Oro Mensa. Yeah, but Orzo is a pasta. <laughs> <sighs> I know. I've seen it at the store. Okay? I only eat penne. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And every is, once in a while, rigatoni. That is that is a sentence that I don't know I ever thought I'd ever hear anyone say. I only <laughs> eat penne. Here's your episode title. Oh, well, I'm editing, so. Anyway. Oh, I got a list going, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, he suddenly has a South African accent. And I understand that he's South African, but I, I don't think he had that accent before. I don't know if that's true, because I don't remember him talking, so... <laughs> I feel this like could be. I feel like he I feel like he he did talk when he was on that tag team in NXT UK that was the only two black guys in NXT UK. Hmm. Uh, don't ask me what the other guy's name is because I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> then we get this. Then we get the schism, family meeting, 
and I wrote this down, the schism, which consists of Ava, Rip, Jagger, and Joe. And Joe. Just Joe. Um, but this is how they write the dyad off, because it's eventually, for some reason, they're still calling them the Diamond Mine. The, uh, the Creed brothers appear. And we get a challenge, thanks to Joe, for a loser leaves NXT match next week at uh, Great American Bash. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I'm thanking you. I remembered it myself, but no, I don't think Great American Bash is next week. And why is it got all the fucking graphics for it? I know, but I thought they said the Great American Bash was um, in a couple weeks. Anyway, next week, loser leaves. I'm pretty sure it was next week. Uh, loser leaves NXT match. The Creed Bros versus the Dyad. And this is how the Dyad get written off. Yeah, but if we didn't know that they requested their release like twice, then this story would have been much more intriguing. <laughs> we already know. Like, oh, good. Now they're finally going to write them off. Also, Joe Gacy didn't really make any sense during his promo. Mm hmm. They're like, you haven't done anything for us. You're a liar. And he's like, what do you mean? Look at all I've done for you. You're yelling at me. You never would have done that before. <laughs> I'm like, why not? I, think it I don't know. I think it worked. He's a, he's, a, he's a cult leader. I think it worked. He's a better cult leader than Bray Wyatt ever was. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, and we had to get a fucking Heritage Cup match. Oh, by the way, speaking of people who can't act, girl, go and get fucking acting lessons from your father, okay? Because Ava Rain, you were reading those lines like they were written on your wrist. Which, by the way, didn't The Rock do that once when he was fighting John Cena? He wrote his promo on his hand. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was terrible. But Joe Casey was good, as far as delivery goes. He didn't really make much sense of what he was saying, but his delivery was fire. So once again, as with every Heritage Cup match, before the match begins, they have to tell us the rules. Oh, I thought you were going to say get a blowjob from their corner girls, because apparently that's a thing now. Why do they have corner, gir corner girls, and why were these girls, like, wiping them down? That's what, that's what the corner, there's always a corner person. This time it just happened to be females. Between, okay. between the rounds, they give them their water and they give them their... Anyway. Um, mm. But Vic Joseph completely fucks up the rules when he's trying to... When he reads the rules. Because what he says is that, a, that a, the round will end with the pinfall, submission, disqualification, or knockout. And he goes... And then the match is immediately over. And then we cut... And then it, the rules cut out and we never go back to it. Not how it works. I wish that's how it worked because it'd make the match fucking better. If it was a one-fall fuck match, but it's not. Um, no. So we have to suffer through a fucking Heritage heritage Rules match. And then at the end, we have to suffer through Booker fucking T. Because the finish to this match comes with one second left in whatever fuck round it was. I don't know, and I don't care. Uh, when Nathan Fraser pins uh, Tiger King, whatever the fuck his name is, I can't remember. Right. Dragon Lane. Thank you. <laughs> I was close. Tiger King. Um, with one second left on the clock. And for some goddamn reason, Booker T decides that it is his mission 
to completely fuck up the booking of this match and go, no, Vic, I think the clock was expired. No, Vic, I think the clock was expired. No, I think the clock was expired, Vic. Shut the fuck up. Yes, but that being said, before that, right before that, Vic Joseph makes it a point to say, as we're going into the final round, if this match ends in a tie... Nathan Frazier still retains the Heritage Cup because the t- tie goes to the champ. Which, by the way, is not how it was in NXT UK. And I don't think that's even how it was in NXT regular, because why would you do the one second thing? Why does it matter if he gets the if he keeps the cup anyway? In NXT by, in NXT UK it went to sudden death. <laughs> but they didn't they never said that on this episode. <laughs> They 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 continually said that if if the score remains the same, Nathan Frazier remains the champ. So why do the one second finish? I don't know. I don't care. Also, the one second finish took them fourteen seconds. I don't know if you noticed that sequence that they were like, "Oh shit, we still got some time on the clock." Quick, you roll me back, and then I'll well, roll you up, and then <laughs> that I think that was because uh, because uh, Tiger King's shoulder wasn't down. Uh, I know. So they may have had to. They may have had to futz with it. So it may. It may have been supposed to end on that. Uh, on that first roll up, but they had to futz around with it because the shoulders went down. Anyway, it sucked, which it always does. <clears throat> Who cares? It wasn't. It was better than the one I saw with Noam Dar and uh, uh, Nathan Frazier, but it wasn't good. <laughs> hmm. uh, we get. We get a vignette. To build to next week's NXT Underground match, where um, David Kemp will fight uh, Damon. Damon Kemp will fight. Um, is it Eddie something, or was that his? It kind of looks like Rodney. Mack. The native, the Native American. Guy. <laughs> right. Whose name I'm Eddie Thorpe. Thorpe. That's right. I knew it was Eddie. And who is the... he in NXT UK? And, no. Who should appear? Who who does it turn out is still fucking alive? Gable Stevenson. That's right. He's training Eddie Thorpe. Yay! Because we all know, we all remember how much Gable Stevenson was in Raw Underground, right? Oh wait, no. He but he's an okay. Olympic gold medalist, Sal. So what the fuck does that have to do with Raw Underground or NXT Underground, as it were? And why are they having an NXT Underground match? What does that even mean? <laughs> <sighs> I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy that I have to suffer through and watch it. But anyway. Gigi Dolan lost. And then, and then got paint. She didn't. Oh, did she win? She won. Well, she got paint dumped on her for some reason. And then she got attacked by Kiana after the match. And Kiana pulled Randy Orton from, in Kofi Kingston from like 20 years ago. And poured fucking bright paint on her yeah. for some reason. Why paint? What the fuck? Because Gigi's an artist, and in her vignettes they had spray paint, but we're not going to use spray paint because the outcasts are doing. <laughs> we're going to so use cans pour, of paint, cans of like thick globby paint, like I guess. Short, so you know what? It's probably like a, a fucking Michael Hayes fetish thing. All right, let's be honest. Yeah. And then we had to go to a vignette while they changed the ring mat. Mm-hmm. Of uh, Tony D'Angelo in jail, 
Adams. Yeah, but he has a visitor. Who should come visit him in jail? But <gasps> Mama D'Angelo. Why? That's Joe Coffey, Sal. What is Joe Coffey doing in jail? What I is mean, Joe Coffey so doing in the impact zone? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey says to Tony D'Angelo, "A lot's changed since you got locked up. What four weeks ago? Yeah. So much has changed." A lot has changed. The date of the week changed. The calendar changed. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Joe has a Joe has a secret recording mm-hmm. that he plays for Tony. That ter- that that reveals what we already saw happen earlier in the night. <laughs> that Stax is going to help Gallus retain the tag titles because Stax. Is tired of being the underboss. I'm tired he, of being the underboss. He wants to be the overboss. So hey, I'm tired of being the underboss. So yeah, as Jason and or Troy or whoever it was said. It was you. You're the one who said, it stacks. No. Yes, you said it for weeks, weeks ago when they first did the storyline. You were like... Big surprise, it stacks. No, as Troy and or Jason said a few weeks ago, the only other guy in the family is the one that sold Tony D'Angelo out. This was dumb. It was awful. And I've watched every single mafia-influenced storyline the WWE has done. And this was bad. Because, first of all, like you said, we had already seen everything earlier in the night. The recording should not have happened. We should have had Joe Coffey go to visit uh, D'Angelo in jail, warn him that, that people he thinks are loyal to him aren't actually loyal to him. Then we can have the the match with Gallus and, and Stax helping them. Then but, we can have Stax cut a promo <clears throat> next week and say why he betrayed Tony D. But the other thing about it, Gallus doesn't fucking need Stax's help to beat fucking Idris Enofe and Malik Blade. <laughs> nope. Not at all. In fact, if Joe Coffey wasn't out making prison visits... He could have helped his Gallus boys win just as easily. And how did he get that recording? He was in the trunk. I... <laughs> anyway. Maybe that time. Your NXT. You think they're doing this? You think they're doing this this story with with D'Angelo and Stax just so D'Angelo can can grab Stax and be like, "You broke my heart! <laughs> you broke my heart!" <laughs> Main event time. Come to me on this. The day of my daughter's title match. <laughs> uh, uh, Sal, your tattoo's back. Oh, the lone wolf. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Baron Corbin coming so out. Sal pretends not to like Baron Corbin, but he's got a Baron Corbin tattoo. It's not a Baron Corbin tattoo. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Baron Corbin comes out with the Lone Wolf 
gimmick, and I didn't realize just how much it doesn't work when he doesn't have hair. No? No, and there was no motorcycle. He just walks out there like a fucking schlub. (laughs) You know what worked better than this fucking lone wolf shit? Earlier in the night, we see Corbin arrive from earlier in the day, and he's driving a Porsche. That was great for this story, because what did Corbin say a couple weeks ago? You know, I made millions of dollars with Happy Corbin. I made millions of dollars from being at WrestleMania. Last week. All right. So why, why can't we do that? Why couldn't Corbin come out to the ring Del Rio style in a Porsche? We don't, we don't mention that name. I like it. I like Baron Corbin going back to his roots. I like Baron Corbin. I would have liked it better if he had the motorcycle, at least. That was the whole Lone Wolf character. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Carmelo beat him. Motherfucking beat him. I was getting worried because they didn't start the match till like, 9.50. I'm like, I'm not. I'm going to run out of recording. And they went over. How come they're allowed to go over in NXT and not on Raw? Oh. They, they went over by, like, 10 minutes. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Carmelo wins. <clears throat> what did you think of the match itself? I wasn't. I enjoyed it. That's was fine. I like Carmelo. I like Baron Corbin. You know how Carmelo does that thing where he does like the springboard cutter? Yeah. He missed it this time. Yeah, he kind of. They almost managed to turn it into an okay DDT, but not really. Mm. I think it was Vic Joseph. I was like, didn't get didn't all that. <laughs> Now, what about after the match? After the match, we go to Shawn Michaels' office? Angry Braun. Yeah. Mark, Braun, Mark, Mark. Yeah. Braun Breaker is screaming and telling Shawn, apparently, Shawn. It was his office. Uh, you don't control me. You don't own me. I'll do what I want. All right. And then he All right, leaves. Carmen, relax. And then he, well, before he leaves, he screams into the camera, you'll still find out next week. (laughs) So, what's his deal? We see him come on the screen after Carmelo's title match. Is he getting another rematch? Well, we'll find out next week. Maybe he's fighting Shawn Michaels. We gotta go, we're out of time. How pissed off would Grayson Waller be if Oh, man. I mean, I know I would be. I enjoyed Gold Rush, weeks one and two. Overall, it was a fun uh, little event that they did. I enjoyed it, but I didn't Other, other than the uh, Heritage Cup match. I, I didn't, it didn't even need to be called Gold Rush. It was just like a regular episode of NXT. Except, um, except by the way, NXT, all those title matches. Uh, by the way... Um, NXT's Great American Bash 2023 will be held on July 30th. I realized that. So, if they save that match, they're saving it for a fucking month now, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Anyway. Ew, Cedar Park, Texas. Who wants to go there? It's not happening on the 30th. It's actually happening on the 1st. It's Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. 
Money, 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 money. I got money in the bank. Watch you. Remember that song from the first? Nope. From the first? <laughs> from the first SmackDown game that had a Money in the Bank match? <sighs> Point your browsers at RundownWrestling.com, and we're gonna fill out our Money in the Bank prediction poll. Put your name in the field. Which says, put your name in the field, and then we'll go. Segment the poster, by the way. Seth is. Towering over London. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> I like I like the lateral leaning against the clock tower. Yeah, it was nice. Nice little touch. Some... Remember that money in the bank they did at Titan Tower? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> is, is, is somebody, <clears throat> somebody's jumping off Tower Bridge. Is that mysterious? I can't tell. It's too small. Who's that jumping out the sky? <laughs> All right, up first, your men's Money in the Bank match. Rick O'Shea, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, yeah, Santos Escobar, Butch Dunn, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Who you got? Ooh, okay. Can I give you my my train of thought first? There are three people in this match that stand out as possible winners to me. Logan Paul is one of them because he's Logan Paul. Damian Priest is another. He has been doing great work. He has been in main events recently. I can totally see him winning the case. And then, of course, you got everybody talking about L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the publicity. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it's not that late, Sal. I think the publicity I think the blah, blah, blah. that it would get is something WWE can't resist, and I'm going to go with Logan Paul. On another podcast that I listened to, one of the hosts basically said that was their lock guarantee was that Logan Paul was winning Money in the Bank. And it made me realize how much I would hate if Logan Paul won Money in the Bank. He instantly became the favorite as soon as he got added to the match. Uh, that's that's where he's at right now in his in his you know WWE stardom is is that name and the matches he's had with Roman with Seth like he's top of the card. Well, I would not like that. Um, so I'm sticking with uh, what we all discussed last week, which was L A Night. Yeah. Uh, women, this is Money in the Bank, Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, and Trish Stratos. You know who it's not going to be? Bailey. It's not going to be Bailey. <laughs> it's not going to be Bailey by a long shot. Uh, any Anybody else other than Bailey? <laughs> Anyone else other than Bailey? That's a legit chance. Bailey's got that blah, 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 blah. Um, although Zelina Vegas chances are limited at best however let's go with EO because I know it's probably going to be Becky but they're also talking about it too much so it's like oh and Becky had that moment where she held up the case on Raw so then you know it's not (laughs) going to be Becky because they don't do that photo op unless you're saving it for the pay-per-view so EO I uh, uh, I am going to go Zoe 
Mm. With with help from Trish. Why wouldn't Zoe just help Trish? I yeah, because I think it makes more sense to do it the other way around. Okay. Because if Fair Trish enough. helps Zoe win, what can what does Zoe say? Thank you. Thank Trish. you, Trish. And if Zoe is a protege, then she should be the one to win the case. But you know, Trish's ego. We'll see. No, I'm gonna go. We'll I'm gonna go Zoe Stark on that one. That's what I like about these. That's what I like about these, these. These both of these actually is that it's it's not it's not so straightforward. It's not like well, it's obviously Bagley. Mm. <laughs> Bagley, a pharaoh on a pole match. Ah, uh, yes, Troy. Why? That's actually something. You Troy, know what? Now we're going to Troy. Why? We're going to take a little detour because that is one thing that that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about Raw. We got the WWE debut of Pharaoh this week backstage. And the crowd loved it. The crowd ate it up. In fact, I think we got a Pharaoh chant. I missed the puppy? Yeah, you missed the puppy. puppy? I didn't see the puppy. I don't know who was interviewing. It was Kathy Kelly or if it was Megan Moran. I forget which one was interviewing him, but I think it was Kathy Kelly. Everybody's very excited to see Pharaoh. And it got me thinking about something, something very unfortunate. See, Cody is still on par with his popularity level at WrestleMania. And if he was fighting Roman for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at SummerSlam, I can almost guarantee you he would still maintain that popularity that he's enjoyed since the Royal Rumble. And what worried me is, okay, now we see Pharaoh, we get the pop for Pharaoh. But Cody's gimmick, Cody's shtick, can we really keep that for another eight months? And it not get stale and people not start to boo him and turn on him as we get closer and closer to him obviously winning the Royal Rumble again? They have a million different ways that they could go with it from now to WrestleMania. But I do worry about Cody's sustainability, especially when it comes to his popularity. You're so fickle. Do you think he could be as popular as he was going into next WrestleMania if they just keep the same base? Like, how do we get from SummerSlam to Rumble and keep Cody hot? You know what I mean? Okay, but why are you assuming that he would just do the exact same thing? Why are you assuming there'd be no evolution of the character? I'm basing it on his promos. Because <clears throat> he tends to say the same thing. And it, I just, I'm, I don't know, it's worrying me, man. Well, it's really worrying me. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. Dominic! Mysterio ain't gonna beat Cody Rhodes. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> well, unless Brock comes out. Now, there's, there's seven participants in the men's Money in the Bank. It's only six participants in the women's Money in the Bank. So what if Brock adds himself to the women's Money in the Bank? Then he misses <laughs> Money in the Bank? <laughs> 
Uh, women's tag. Maybe maybe he gives it to Sable. Wait, who are you picking? You're picking Cody. Yes, obviously, I'm picking Cody. I'm gonna go balls out. I'm gonna pick Dominic. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this someone's gonna interfere. Apparently, this is official. Women's tag team championship match: Ronda and Shayna defending against Liv and Raquel. We're already doing this. Then it's obviously gonna be Ronda and Shayna retaining, and then they do the rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Maybe a match for the WWE Universal Women's Championship. Asuka defending against Charlotte Flair, which Troy spelled like a road flare. <clears throat> Why is it maybe a match? Oh. Pretty sure they booked it. Although, I understand it's confusion because in uh, from SmackDown, you had no idea when Charlotte was getting her match. And then I think on Raw, they said it would be on, on Money in the Bank. It is official. Asuka defends her newly won championship against Charlotte. I'm going to say Oscar retains. And judging by what Bianca said to Adam Pierce on Friday night, uh, Bianca will be the reason Oscar retains, and then we'll get a triple threat at SummerSlam. I also say Oscar retains. Will there be a cash-in? No. No. No, not this time. I know they've done it a bunch, but not this time. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther defending against Matt Riddle. Riddle wins. You think so? I'm going for it. I'm going for it. This is it. Riddle wins. And I know we got SummerSlam coming up, but but Gunther is on the road to much bigger things. And Riddle winning would continue um, my prediction of him versus LA Knight. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Gunther. Okay. It is the good, it is the Gunther Continental Championship after all. Gunther Continental Championship. Gunther. So, Bloodline Civil War, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Jay and Jimmy Uso. I appreciate that the WWE is going full force with this and they're even the the font that they used on this graphic looks like the Civil War uh, movie book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Jimmy and Jay don't miss. But Roman? He don't lose. <sighs> Sad as it's going to make me, and as much as it will stop dead in their tracks any momentum that they, they have gained in the past week uh roman and solo win womp womp unless like uh jason discussed last week unless they bring in some new blood to the bloodline uh welcome to the uso penitentiary all right that being said the bloodline runs deep there's lots of cousins, lots of uncles, and lots of neighbors that could be involved in this match. WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Fuckboy Rollins defending against Finn Balor. I'm going to say Seth. And then for the next question... I'm going to say no, because we need to keep that belt on Seth for just a little while, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's much too early as, to take it off of him right now. 
yeah, as much as I would enjoy Finn Balor getting another world championship reign, this is a brand new belt. And as a brand new belt, it needs to be built up and given prestige. And you're not going to do that with a one-month title reign right off the bat. So, But the only concerning thing is who is Seth's big feud for SummerSlam? Figure it out. We'll get there. Because having Finn win the belt would then set up the rematch for SummerSlam, and then you could have the big moment at SummerSlam with Seth winning it back, but I don't like the title changing hands that quick right, that exactly. often for a exactly. new title. So, exactly. No, I'm exactly. going to say Seth retains. I had to talk myself yes, into it again. Will there be a cash-in? No. So once you fill all that out, click that black submit button, and you're good to go. But eventually, I can see Logan Paul cashing in on Seth at, like, a Survivor Series or something. <laughs> hey, would you be mad if Logan Paul cashed in on Roman? And if he did He's it already on lost Saturday to night? Yeah, I know. And now, now he takes a cash in after Roman went through a civil war with his cousins. I mean, if he loses. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just Logan cashes in on Roman and wins the uwu title. No, I meant, if, I meant if Logan loses. If he lo- what? <laughs> Jesus, no! What do you think? You want money in the bank wasted again? <laughs> That's why I don't want it on Logan Paul. <sighs> I know, but I don't at want least he lo- would- I don't want Logan Paul as world heavyweight champion or uwu champion. I don't necessarily want Logan Paul as Ubu champion, but he is the only one in that match that would believably take it off Roman. LA Knight ain't taking it off Roman. Neither's fucking Santos Escobar. He's already lost to Roman. And he gave him a fucking 25 minute classic. You can't deny that that match was good. No Logan Paul. Right, no. Put his face, the heat, brother. his face on a shirt, put the circle with the line through it over his face. No Logan. Logan's. Logan Paul. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Anything else, my friend? No, I am going to try to watch Money in the Bank live. Um, and I, I feel like it's going to be a good fucking PLA. I am not going to be able to watch it live, and I know that because I am working on Saturday. Um, and there's no fucking way that I will be done at home by 3 o'clock. Don't forget it's at 3 o'clock, because it's at 3 o'clock. Don't forget, because you don't, if you remember that it's at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, don't forget that it's at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, because it's at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Would you watch it on your phone while you're working? I did. There's no way. No? Okay. There were times when I would be working a couple of years ago when I was working at Target, um, and if it was a slow night and the pay-per-view started at 8, I, I'd throw it on. <laughs> on my phone I, and have my headphones I in. drive a van, so... Uh, wouldn't stop some people. <laughs> I don't have Target Wi-Fi in the van. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for us this week. Y'all send us home. 
Well, I guess that means that we will smack you down next week. Oh, you fucked it up. (laughs) You said to say the word smackdown. You got mad when I said slap your ass next week. It's because it's not slap down. Ass raw. I got, got all the shows in there. You got smacking ass raw. You got a nice raw ass. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Stinger. Bye, Stinger.